0: This This podcast podcast is is fantastic. This time, cut it in mellow.
1: What's up? Welcome to What If Tyler Perry Had a Writer's Room podcast brand new podcast on the blacktastic podcast network dedicated to discussing analyzing critiquing uh, laughing at enjoying where possible tyler perry's films i have the honor of being joined for this episode where we are going to discuss the movie a fall from grace a writer that many know a writer that many love somebody that i'm a fan of and i'm just going to give you a real quick background on her. She's a Nigerian-American writer, an ex-poet, a mental health advocate, a procrastinator, and underachieving overachiever. She's the founder of the Seaway Project, an organization that promotes mental health awareness in the global Black community, and she's done a bunch of other things, too. Her debut book, I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying, is a New York Times bestseller. I want everybody to welcome to our podcast, Bossy
0: Ikpi. Yay! How you doing? I'm great. Well, all things considered, I'm great. How are you?
1: All things considered. Listen, <laughs> all things considered is a very important statement these days. Um, yes. We're in the midst of our uh, global pandemic.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So everybody's kind of making the best of it, I think. Yeah. How you doing?
0: I'm good. I went outside because uh, I had to run to the store for the first time in, I think, about a week. And I had on my gloves. I had on my face mask. And uh, people were standing too close to me. I was like, D- you're standing too close to me on any day, but Corona days, you're standing way too close to me.
1: You know, I noticed that I actually wrote an article about going to Target and I had to go. I got some pushback about why I was even at Target in the first place. Mm-hmm. We have fish and my kids poured all the fish food out. <laughs> so I had to go buy some fish food because I'm not trying to create casualties of the coronavirus that aren't dying <laughs> from that. Right. You know what I mean? You know, not to make light of it, but. I was like, I got to go get some fish food, but well, right here, let me just run to Target to pick up a couple things, you know, see if they have some toilet paper and stuff. And yeah. I noticed, I had on gloves. I noticed a couple other people had on gloves, and some people had on face masks. But for the most part, people were just out here living their lives without <laughs> any protection, just using prayer. Using yes. Pure prayer, if they even use that, to, to make it through this pandemic.
0: Yes. When I, when I I When I left, I was like, okay, well... I just run in and out because there can't be people. out. Like I have to pick up my medication. I have to do some other stuff. I was like, there can't be people out. And I get there and I can't find parking. I was like, what are y'all doing outside? What part yes. of isolation aren't you understanding?
1: It is quite amazing these days. Quite amazing.
0: How are your kids handling being in? You
1: know, okay. So I have three children. I have a daughter who is autoimmunodeficient deficient right mm-hmm. now. So, She's pretty much under lock and key. My littlest children are bouncing off the walls left and right. They are three and four right now. One turns five on Monday. They are absolutely bouncing off the walls. But considering they're doing pretty good with it, you know what I mean? Like it's the weather's starting to break and we can take them outside in the backyard and stuff like that, let them run around. So it could be worse. It could be the dead of winter in like Chicago where it's you can't go outside and do anything. You know what I mean?
0: That's my my silver lining. I was like, it could be like a couple of months ago when it got dark at noon, you know, (laughs) and it's not that. So yay.
1: So before we get into the movie that we're going to talk about, I do want to talk a little bit about your own personal writer's journey, because this is ultimately a podcast for where I'm trying to bring on writers to talk about Tyler Perry's films, because he famously made his comment about not having a writer's room and almost everybody who's ever written even a sentence down was like, well, no shit. And your scripts struggle mightily. And you are a professional writer. You have a book, I'm Telling the Truth But I'm Lying, which is a New York Times bestseller, but it's also on a personal level, a book that I love. Mm-hmm. I-, I told you this personally before, <laughs> but you know, I do want to say again, I have recommended that book I've given out several copies of your book to people when they ask me what book they should be reading. I'm one of the people that buys tons of copies of things and hands them out. So people don't have an excuse not to have them.
0: Oh, I appreciate Um, that so much. Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I'm one of those people where you, the kind of, you kind of had me at hello is what I look for when I'm looking for books that I'm interested in. And because of those, the structure and way that you wrote it, it's so artistic, but it's accessibly, it's accessibly artistic. You know, it's just, it really reads like a trip through your mind. And I can't pretend to know you very well, but this, this, it reads like, like your mind. Like what I imagine a person putting their mind on paper, how that, how, how you would write a book if that's what you were trying to do.
0: I I love that. That's exactly what I was trying to do. So you you knocked
1: that one out. Thank
0: you.
1: What's, you know, what's your writing journey? Like, how did you get, how did you discover that you love writing? Or I'm assuming that you love writing. Maybe you're just good at it, but I'm assuming you love writing. How did you get here?
0: You know what? I'm just good at it. I'll be 100% honest with you. It was all an accident. The underachieving, overachiever in my, in my bio is not, it's jokes, but it's not jokes. I started writing when I was about eight years old, eight to 10 years old, uh, wow. because it, it was the way that I processed things. Like Other kids would draw, and I wasn't artistic in that way. And I was always trying to figure out what was going on in my head. I was always trying to figure out what was going on around me. And, and, and because I was a big reader, I couldn't understand how someone who was born in the 1800s in Canada was writing a character that spoke to me, you know, in the 80s in, in Oklahoma. And so I was so fascinated with the idea of, of writing as a reader um that I started writing to to sort of process that kind of thing and 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 maybe connect to other people when i was a kid going through things i used to write letters to my parents cuz i couldn't like verbalize what was upsetting me or or whatever um i didn't journal a lot oddly enough but but uh that's so what i started and i just was doing it for myself by myself i started writing poems for myself by myself and then it wasn't until second semester freshman year of college that I stumbled onto a poetry reading at on campus and I didn't know people read poems out loud. I I had no idea. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. First time I'd ever heard about it. Um, and then the next time they had jazz and poetry in the pub, I, I went up and I read my poems and then it just, it just, it just went from there, from New York, moved to New York because I wanted to write better. All the artists and thinkers that I loved had spent some time in New York, most deaf and quietly like, uh, Black Star had just come out and they were shouting out all the streets in Brooklyn. I was like, I need to live there. Uh, moved to New York, fell into tripped and fell into deaf poetry, tripped and wow. fell <laughs> into a bunch of things that led to led to me being here. So I can't say I loved that's, it. I just yeah. ended up, you know, being really pretty good at it.
1: Listen, sometimes that's how it goes, right? <laughs> you just happen to be good enough at something where Paves its own path for you.
0: Yeah,
1: I'll um, take it. Which is fascinating. I mean, that's that's really dope.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been very uh, lucky, and 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 I mean, as much as unlucky as I've been because of you know mental health things and things I've I've had to deal with, I've been privileged in that it gave me many moments of of recklessness, and because of the kind of person that I am, my recklessness wasn't as Explosive as others would be. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't get into drugs, but I like dropped out of school on a Friday and moved to New York on a Saturday. Like, I did that. (laughs) So (laughs) it helped me in that way.
1: So, do you, you know, for some people who this is their love and they have these goals, like, do you have writer goals? Or are you just like, I'm seeing where I can go with this? I'm good enough to do these things. Um, People know me because of this talent. Like, you know, what's, what's, What's your writer? What's your writer plan?
0: Well, for for the longest time, the goal was to put a book out, and it was because well, writers are supposed to do that, right? You're supposed to, if you're a writer, you you write, you put out a book, and then I was just gonna take it from from there. Because I start out as a poet, and I don't poet anymore. I don't poet anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't write poetry or perform poetry anymore. But poetry is what Why got is me to this space. If you don't mind? Well, um, I not I didn't love it. And again I was I was I was good at it. Um I when I say I tripped and fell into this career, that's exactly what happened. Um I was at the right place at the right time and seen by the right people and this hobby that I had that's this low-key hobby that I had became a career, but I hate performing. I get so nervous and so anxious before and after. I when I was on stage I was good, but there came a time when I wasn't good on stage. Uh, And when that happened, I was like, okay, it's time to stop. Because if I can't get on stage and just lose, you know, let go of everything and just perform, then there's no point in doing this anymore. I still was, writing is still important to me, will always be important to me. I hesitate, like the stuff that you guys do with VSB, like your turnover rate, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's always, you know, it's always gold. It's different levels, comedy or, you know, or deep or intellectual, but it's all you're, you're always producing. And that's something that's, that I wish I could do. And it's something that I want to get uh, into the practice of. But moving out of moving from poetry to prose from prose, I want to I want to move into uh, like screenwriting, writing for television. And then after that, I don't know. But that's that's the next that's the next phase I want to get into
1: perfect segue i mean good <laughs> lord i mean you could it couldn't have, it couldn't have scripted that any better <laughs> because the reason we're here is literally to talk about what is effectively screenwriting and writing about from one of the more famous movie content producers that we have in the black community even though i'm you know i know everybody knows who tyler perry is i'm wondering if anybody outside the black community even watches any of his movies i know somebody has to but. You know,
0: I think he you remember a couple of months ago, there was that black famous hashtag going around and nobody mentioned him. But I really think that he might be the most black famous uh, celebrity we have, because I know that a lot of white people were shocked when he opened the studios because they didn't know where it came from or where he came from.
1: Like, I kind of feel like white people have heard the name. Like my mother is white. She knows who Tyler Perry is has she watched a tyler perry film probably not yeah you know what i mean like that's so i i, I feel like he's one of those people who because oprah loves him right so oprah has mm. said his name several times she's had him on her you know and, and I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if he's done one of those master class things you know like he's a name that people know but his content and this is something that we'll even get into in talking about this one of the reasons why i wanted to do this podcast focusing on his 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 work is because i don't think he has a single film that we talk about in a movie sense outside of his movies are just not great yeah like he's if you have if you if we're talking black excellence tyler perry is up there whether we like him or not right yeah. he's he's managed to to do this on his own he did it his way he leveled it up in a way that none of the people that we hold in as high regard and esteem have been able to do. Yeah. He don't have to ask anybody when to make a movie, if he can make a movie, nothing. I mean, and he's he's his level of content production is unprecedented, and that's probably part of the problem. Yes. But we don't talk about anything that he's done in a sense of when we talk about classic black movies, not one of his movies comes up, nor will it ever come up
0: not a single one even the ones that that there's a general consensus are better right than the other ones like the uh how to how why did I get married the the something that prays I can't remember what that was yeah, the family that prays, the family that prays um, maybe right. good deeds these are the ones that people are like oh these are like the better ones they're still right. not they're not they're not spoken about the same way that we speak about you know other classic, and probably not that good. Like, Jason's lyric wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Right. But it was it's classic for some reason that Tyler Perry can't seem to access.
1: Which is interesting because there are so many mockable scenes in a movie like Jason's lyric. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, Alan Payne's, his accent is horrible, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, me and my boys talk about, you know, I ain't never really watched The Sunset before. Like, the, you know, stuff like that. It's funny. Yeah. But we love these movies, because some of it is because of when they came out. They're just the movies you grew up on. So yeah. by virtue of that, they get they get that tag. Yeah. But they also just are better. They're not good movies. Some of them are not good movies, but they are intrinsically better. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Sorry, let me interrupt. Um, no, I good. think they're made by better people, right? So the movies, the screenplays, the the movies themselves aren't great. But I think that the people doing them intended for them to be great. I'm not sure Tyler Perry, I don't think that's his objective.
1: I I agree with you. And I would love to ask him personally, like, are you, like, when you, do you think your movies are good or are you creating content for the community? Because there's a, there's a difference there, right? It's like, I need, the black community needs more content. So I'm just going to make it. Or are you trying to make something that's going to stand the test of time? Like, those are two completely different combos.
0: You you know I I would be genuinely curious. Well, the thing what you're saying makes me immediately think of Tyler Perry as the most paid YouTuber in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like the the way that a YouTuber or an Instagram comedian or actor, what have you, is always trying to create content, and that's the only thing that's important. That's what he's doing. He's the most successful and the richest one. But it's it's basically like a like a social media. Content creator,
1: yeah, I I think that's absolutely right. I mean, BET Plus is doing like a week uh, trial, and I saw the preview for a new show called Ruthless, which is apparently a spinoff of one of the other shows that I haven't seen, The Oval, which you know I I didn't watch that at all. But this is about like a cult, kind of like a David Koresh, Jim Jones cult type thing, and I was like, I have to watch this. I I have, (laughs) I have got to see what the mind of somebody who's really bad at this, who's doing it all by himself. And it it literally checks off all the boxes of ridiculousness. You know what I mean? Like the script it, and it's always comes down to the script. But before we get it, so do you watch Tyler Perry movies? Like I watch all of his movies. I, I, I check I don't watch all the TV shows, but I do watch all of his movies, almost as a rule. I, I I'm literally one of those I'm rooting for everybody black, so <laughs> I'm I give everything a shot. Everything.
0: Um I've never paid for a Tyler Perry film movie okay um i've seen i think i saw how to get no not how, i don't keep wanting to say how to get away with murder but why did i get married to i saw that
1: okay um you didn't see the first one
0: i didn't see the first one <laughs> i did not see the first one um okay. i saw i've seen one of the medea movies i think it was the one with angela bassett i've seen that one and Which when one i was, was in the that? hospital it was Mitchell Brown's? you said what yeah kind
1: of Mr. Brown's you know? though. Medea's in that movie very briefly.
0: It's not family She's reunion.
1: Very, yeah. Is she in Family Reunion? She could be. I I don't know. I have no idea because I watched own Family own Reunion. Movie. That's what had Bow Wow in,
0: yeah. oh, and
1: Tiana Taylor. I saw that one.
0: I saw that one. Byron, yeah, By- doing the Byron. yeah, I saw I that, that one. That, yeah. And then it turns out that somebody's sister is really their is really Bow Wow's mom. I, I, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so yeah, I, I watch all these things when they come out. I'm in. I'm. I have. I have gone to the movies to see a couple of them. Mm. I think I went to the movies to see Daddy's Little Girls. Oh, I've
0: seen that. Uh, I forgot that was one of his movies. I've seen that. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I went to see that one in the movie theater. I saw. I. I, I was in Miami for uh, the Miami Gardens Jazz Festival last year, and I was bored. And I went to go because the 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 jazz festival where we were staying at the hotel was so far from everything else. Like we're like forty five minutes from down from like South Beach. Oh damn! So I was like, I'm not about to take this trip. So I just <laughs> went to the movie theater. I think Medea's family funeral or something was on. Oh my goodness. It was. I mean, even even Medea couldn't even save that movie because I actually think Medea tends to be a crutch. Yeah. So Medea is funny. Whether we hate why she's funny or anything like that, you know, but. Jack, they, those scenes with Medea do tend to be funny.
0: Yeah, the character is very funny. I think.
1: Yes, I think so. I picked movies or try to pick movies specifically for this podcast that don't include Medea because I think Medea is a crutch, mm-hmm. where she's like a central figure in the movie. I think it just that movie is more entertaining than it's only entertaining because of Medea. Usually, the it's like two separate movies going on at the same time. Yeah. But I wanted to focus on the ones where he had to really like write a movie and not rely on his crutch. Yeah, which is how we got to A Fall from Grace, which had an amazing explosion online. Um, I watched this movie the weekend it came out, which was MLK Day weekend, yeah, because it was all over social media. Everybody watched this damn movie. At and it was talking time. about how ridiculous it was, largely because of the like the extras in the back of scenes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I can't wait to talk about this movie because of... I watched it again for the second time. And my The second time watching it without the backing of this this social media portion of it was a completely different experience i mean it was it was well we'll we'll get to that but yeah so let me give the quick synopsis of this movie so fall from grace was released on january 17th uh 2020 so right before the coronavirus came and changed all of (laughs) our lives
0: is that um, a coincidence or not
1: Listen, maybe is, is is Tyler Perry responsible? Um, here's the synopsis of this movie. It says, "Disheartened since her ex husband's affair, Grace Waters feels restored by a new romance. But when secrets erode her short-lived joy, Grace's vulnerable side turns violent." So, I this is an interesting synopsis. I this is my this is my first time reading this, and to even start this with the ex husband's affair, I mean that was such an unimportant part of this movie. Yeah, like it was there, but they might have—they could have just been divorced over over some nonsense. Like it just—but it comes into it. The this movie was written and directed by Tyler Perry, which is another prerequisite for all the movies that I'm going to do in this podcast. And it stars, among other people, Felicia Rashad, brecia Webb, Makad Brooks, and Sicily Tyson. Sicily, Sicily Tyson. Oh, and Crystal Fox is Grace. She's the main character. Yeah. Which is something I've always noticed about his movies. Like, there'll be famous people, and then completely, folks will never hear of again. Yeah. Right. And I always wonder, like, how the hell does he get these famous black people into these movies? Like, how? Why is Cicely Tyson in this movie? I, why is Felicia Rashad in this movie? You know what I mean? Like, Like, and Felicia Rashad, I think, has been in a couple of his movies, actually.
0: I, I, I I wonder more about Felicia Rashad than I do Cicely Tyson because I feel like Cicely Tyson just I, I, okay. First, I think that Tyler Perry is 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 one of those people like Shonda Rhimes. Do you watch any Shonda Rhimes shows?
1: I used to watch Grey's Anatomy, but that show just kept going
0: too long. Oh, it's still on. Um, but what I, I, I realize is that Shonda Rhimes hires her childhood crushes. So if you look at Patrick Dempsey, uh, I can't even think of people off the top of my head, but people that she, like, oh my God, when she's like 14 or 15. Oh my Isaiah God, Washington. I'm totally, right, I'm totally gonna, you know, put this person in the show. And she does that. Like, she, I can always tell who was an 80s, 90s heartthrob when they show up on Grey's Anatomy in, in certain scenarios, right? So I think that Tyler Perry does that for the, specifically women, that he looked up to or he uh, had some reverence for as he was growing up or, you know, pre-writing. And I think Cicely Tyson, Felicia Rashad, Angela Bassett, all these other people that he works with that are like really famous, but don't belong in his films. And then I also think that, and, and this is a positive, I'll give him that, is that he does break a lot of stars in ways that traditional Hollywood does not.
1: Yeah, that I will give him all the credit for. I yeah. mean, he gives, it's a lot of people he's giving shots at. I mean, giving shots to, yeah. opportunities to show up on screen. But it's almost a double-edged sword because the scripts tend to be so bad. Like, these movies are never good. Yeah. So they end up being relegated, unless they have a name that kind of transcends. And thinking of, you know, Felicia Rashad was in Good Deeds. She was Tyler Perry's mother in Good Deeds.
0: Oh. Um,
1: he was, that, she was his mother. That's right. She sure was. I, I think I watched Good Deeds recently. It was on TV One or something.
0: That makes it or okay. BET. So, so you saying that, and this is me putting on my mental health advocate hat. Felicia Rashad was everybody's mom when she was Claire Huxtable, right. and I can see someone like Tyler Perry, especially when he speaks about like the tumultuous childhood he had, kind of latching onto that, and then getting the opportunity to work with somebody. And then you have someone who I assume that Felicia Rashad isn't a terrible, horrible person. So if someone attaches themselves to you in that way, and you also attach yourself to them, like there's no reason to really say no to working with him.
1: It's just surprising because it also, what it, what it makes people like me do, and what I'm going to say might be slightly controversial, mm-hmm. it makes me wonder if, like, we all love Felicia Rashad because of because of Claire Huxtable. Facts. Yes. Is she really as good of an actress as oh. I'm giving her credit for being? Because I'm I'm sitting here saying she does she doesn't have any business being in these movies. That's in my head, that's Ugh. what I'm saying. And I'm saying that about Cicely Tyson too. And this comes up in every one of these movies. I, listen, I, I know it's a controversial statement. We can
0: But you I can, know what? You,
1: you can throw a virtual tomato at me.
0: Panama, listen. I'm,
1: just I'm Felicia asking Felicia Rashad. Questions. Yes, ma'am.
0: Felicia Rashad was on on Empire for a season. And I have the was. same question. I had the same question. Was. I was like, okay, what else have I seen Felicia Rashad in besides The Cosby Show? I could not Are we overrating her, her career
1: is what I'm getting at. Yes. Are we overrating her career? That's the That's question right. that I'm asking, largely. I
0: feel like we are. Uh, when you said that, it it I my immediate answer was yes, and I think we are. I really think we are.
1: Like I can understand why that question would would there's some vitriol, a vitriolic response I could see from that. But I have to wonder, like, most of the movies that I have seen her in, like, I know she's been in, she's been on TV shows and stuff like that, and I'm, I know she's done, I mean, she was in, uh, uh, was it Native Son, was the remake of Native, or uh, Raising in the Sun with... With Diddy? Was, she was in that, right? She was in, I'm pretty sure she was oh, the she mother was. In I could be making that up.
0: I think she, I think she was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still going to stand on that, because I just have to wonder, like, I, I want to give, she's so beloved to us yeah. that... I think she's kind of beyond reproach at this point. Like, even when she was supportive of Bill Cosby and in that whole situation early on, like she didn't she didn't catch as much smoke off of that yeah. as she could have. Right. And I think lo- a lot of that is because, I mean, we love Felicia Rashad. Yeah.
0: And and we, we, so. we, we give um, a lot of leeway to the people. I mean, I notice it on Twitter all the time. Uh, who gets a pass and 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 who gets demolished? Felicia Rashad was also she plays Beth's mother in This Is Us. And as I'm thinking about it, she, she does elevated. It's 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 a, it's a, just a version of Claire Huxtable that she's playing. So you it might is. have you might be onto something. You she's a little bit
1: something. snappier on This Is Us, yeah. Um, because her she's kind of the over not the overbearing mother, but she's definitely the one who was she was a daddy's girl. And her and her mother butted heads, yeah, and that continued, yeah. You know, so yeah, okay. And
0: um, if we think about what we loved about Claire Huxtable, a lot of it was when she was going at Vanessa. So <laughs> I feel yeah. like she
1: has iconic scenes, whole icon- iconic scenes.
0: Yeah. Oh man, you're right. Damn it.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm just asking the question. I, I wasn't. I'm. I can be swayed either way. I just. I don't think it's a question that can't be asked considering you know I mean Cicely Tyson I also feel like Cicely Tyson is at that stage in her own life where she she's she's an icon yeah she's an icon in the black community so it it is slightly odd especially in this movie because the role was such a
0: it could have gone to anyone
1: yeah it didn't like she didn't it was (laughs) it didn't elevate the movie if anything, it was just weird. Like it's like, what the hell is Cicely Tyson doing here? <laughs> like, why is this?
0: It was like, like, what is
1: was, you doing? Like, like, why Ms. are you doing Jane this?
0: Miss Jane Pittman like wandered off the other set and came to <laughs> this one. That's, I all I thought was Miss Jane Pittman the whole time, the whole time. And I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen that movie in years, and I've not referenced it, but it's immediately what came to mind when she showed up on the, in this movie.
1: Okay, so big picture thoughts. What were your thoughts on this movie?
0: I hated this movie. I, okay. I I hated it in, like, a way that I've never hated anything before. And I say that to mean I didn't hate it with that, like, fuck this movie. I hate it. I will never see it again. Like, I hated it in a hilarious way because I was laughing in shock and, like, like delirious. Like, I hated it in delirium. That's what it felt like. I felt like I was delirious watching this movie. Like a fever dream. Right.
1: So I liked this movie the first time I watched it, but most of that like was largely because I couldn't believe how <laughs> ridiculous this movie was. So it it was, it was one of those so bad. I'm enjoying it because this movie is leveling up how ridiculous it's getting. Like it's, it's already bad enough, but it's almost like, and I think I wrote this in an article that I wrote about. It's like, I feel like Tyler Perry had one draft of this and was like, fuck it. I love what I have here. Let's just go. Like, I don't even care. Like, (laughs) I don't, this shit does not have to make sense. These scenes do not have to go together. It don't even matter, yo. I'm good. Let's somebody get on the phone and call people.
0: Do you you have siblings? That's
1: how I feel he approached this. Oh, yes. I have, I have uh, five siblings.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay. you got a lot. So I have siblings. I'm the eldest of four. And I used to force my siblings to act out plays that I wrote. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm writing a play. And I would write it and force them to, to, to act out these plays. That's what it feels like on a grand scale. It felt like he was like, I'm bored. I'm going to write a play. I'm going to write a movie. And then we're going to shoot it. And we used to shoot them with my dad's big-ass camcorder. And so this is what it feels. It all feels like some sort of childhood fantasy that tyler perry is living and that's what it felt like that kind of a thing
1: yeah i can definitely see that and it you know it goes off the rails so early on
0: the first like there's so many <laughs> yeah
1: and, and that's that's what i'm saying so that's i think that's part of why i was enjoying it because i'm like what the hell is happening here like for one and, and because i started watching it critically the 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 husband the black cop who's standing looking out yeah. of the window, trying to talk the tune off the ledge, is the worst dude. So he's already a bad cop. By the time this movie ends, yeah. he's, like, the worst cop of all time. Yeah, You don't know that at first, but it's like, wow, he's really not good at this.
0: Yeah.
1: And the dude behind him, there's a cop behind him who's just kind of standing there. He's, like, all extras in Tyler Perry films that I've noticed. <laughs> They're just there waiting to get paid, like, damn, we got to do this one more time. Can yeah. we? Like, he's uninterested, unconcerned. But here, here's where, and it goes off the rails, She's jumping off the second floor of these small houses. And she did. Exactly. I was like, okay, this is not that high. Like, you know, I, I live in Washington, D.C. These kind of houses are dime a dozen around here. Yeah. She ain't dying from that. But she's committing suicide off there. But, you know, it's I'm like, okay. Well, let, so we're already let's... suspending. We're just suspending reality from the beginning.
0: From the beginning. Because what I noticed when I tried to watch it again this afternoon is that He's standing in the, or he's uh, he's uh in the window, leaning on the sill. Give me your hand. Don't do this. But he never like actually puts his hand out. Do you know what I mean? He never actually. He's just like reciting this. Give me your hand. Don't do this. Take my hand. And then the helicopter comes. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh fuck it! Helicopters are here. And it's just, it was just like
1: this whole like, right. What? Get that helicopter out of here! And then she's out. It's <laughs> just like and all she's right. Like, oh. One, at most she's got a broken leg she's yeah. older she probably got a broken hip yeah you know like this is not well thought out like you jumping off of a uh a, an a old built house ain't really gonna take your life but hey all right so so that's for me i was like wow this this gets there quickly yeah so because most most movies that i watch that are tyler perry they they go tyler perry at some point it's not usually in the first scene yeah But this gets there. So that's why I'm saying, like, I was at some point, I remember watching it like, well, I think I'm I think I'm enjoying this shit. Like, (laughs) I'm, you know, there's even a scene where, you know, the the main character, Jasmine, who's played by Brisha Webb, who I think is in other Tyler Perry shows. Like, because I'm not familiar with her with her disc. I mean, not discography. She ain't a singer. (laughs) Yeah, like, so, you know, her, she was in, she was in the movie Night School. She was in Marlin. So she's been, she's been in some Tyler Perry stuff. The Um, the
0: first time I ever heard of her was when she was in Marlin. Because I watched that show for some reason. I cannot, I cannot justify. But that was the first time I'd ever seen her or heard of her. That was the only time. So Mm -hmm. I was shocked when I, not shocked, but when I saw her in this, I was like, oh, I guess she's, she's also a serious actor, I guess. I again
1: yeah, i mean she was in she's been in several tyler perry joints so that's you know she's yeah that's that this is her lane at this point it looks like she was in acrimony one of the worst movies of all time i don't know if you've seen that one but I, good look, I can't wait to do a talk on acrimony because that joint there's nothing but anyway this is a fall <laughs> from grace that we're talking here but there's a scene where brisha webb is in and when she goes to meet grace brisha webb as jasmine goes to meet grace and, and brisha webb her character jasmine is a public defender who oddly thinks that she's doing this job just until she can pay off her student loans but she went to, law school. went to law school and if i'm not mistaken public defenders don't get paid a ton so this is her career basically like i don't i was just like all right so we just we didn't do no research for this one um but she also says you know the the grace the main character asks her you know, how old are you? She says, I'm 26. You know, you're young. Where'd you go to school? Rustin community college. But I also went to law school. I'm like, really? You could have just gave her like a regular college. Like she, we're making a leap from community college to law school.
0: Why couldn't you just say the like, law d- school you went to? Like, I didn't understand that at all. Like, why didn't you just say the law school? Why would you say the com like I wouldn't say PG Community College even though I went there for one semester in the middle of my college career, like why? Right,
1: right. It just right. It just, it's just like this doesn't make any sense. And she is also so her husband, who said by the time the movie ends, we find out is the worst police officer oh, of all time. Like, but she is the worst lawyer of all time. Oh
0: yeah, hundred percent.
1: I mean, I when I was taking my own notes, I literally wrote she's a terrible attorney like seven times. Yeah. Like, it, every time she did something terrible, I was like, wow, she's even worse than she was beforehand. Yeah. And I do have to point out that upon rewatching this movie, I did not enjoy it nearly as much as I did the first time. I really? think the first time I, I enjoyed it, yeah. The, the social media got me, everybody being entertained, and me, like, being so entertained by it and writing about it from an entertaining standpoint. Watching it critically was hard. <laughs> wow. Like watching it with, like, okay, let me actually pay attention to what's happening here is like, wow, this is this things are just bad, like this stuff is really just tragic. So you hated it. I hated it. So we're we're pretty much yeah. That I think I think that works. Now, did you hate it from the beginning, or did you did it take a little while? Like, was it ten minutes, twenty minutes? Were you were you mad at yourself by the time it ended? Oh, I was definitely watching it.
0: I was definitely (laughs) mad at myself by the time it ended. I didn't. I was confused in the beginning, so I spent a lot of time perplexed. It wasn't until we... Oh, shit. It was it was pretty early on then, because it wasn't until we got to... Okay, let me tell you when I started, like, what the fuck is this? It was when we were introduced to the Tyler Perry character. When he... Not her boss. Yes. Because it was like... It was like a, the stereo... It was like a cartoon of, like, mean, grumpy boss. Give me coffee don't talk to me shut up close the door or, wh- or whatever and i was like what the fuck is this and that's when i started like cuz you know when you watch a netflix flick you're you're doing other things i'm on twitter i'm you know writing on the other page i'm i'm not really paying attention but that's when i was like what the fuck am i watching and i went back to the screen and it was from then that i was that i that i started like i i hate this i had to it took me it took me 3 hours to watch this movie because i had to pause so many times and just put my face in my hands like what the actual fuck (laughs) what the
1: actual so before we get into like things because the the, ultimately the point of this discussion is could we as writers could we make things better i'm curious about that but were there any redeeming qualities for you in this movie i have some but what do, do you have any
0: you go first because i can't i can't think of anything right now
1: okay so the the few redeeming qualities i have for this movie are not really intentional. Okay. So, for instance, McCodbrook's character is ridiculous. I like he's 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 cartoonish as well. That ashtray bitch line. Oh god. The first time i watched it, i literally stood up because i didn't see that coming. I was like, "Holy shit. Yes. I think i love this movie." Yes. Because it was so ridiculous. I'm like, "Oh my god, this and i, I actually joked that I think that's why why Tyler Perry wrote this movie. In his <laughs> mind, he said the words ashtray bitch and was like, "Oh shit, I need a movie to go with this." <laughs> and he wrote a whole movie around <laughs> wrote a whole movie around that that those two words. I really that entertained oh, me so much. Um,
0: oh my god! Yeah. The
1: other thing was, this is more unintentional comedy, as the movie turned from like the worst Law and Order episode ever into a fucking horror sci-fi film where we got a whole gang of women in a basement and oh Cicely God. Tyson walking down the street. Like, it was like a black Stephen... It was like Stephen Kang movie as opposed to <laughs> Stephen King. It was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening here? But I was so entertained by how ridiculous the movie took itself. Yeah. Like, it just... I just didn't see the shit coming. You know, I completely forgot about the old lady jumping off the roof in the beginning. Yes. So by the time we got to discovery of all these women in the basement, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what in the shit did this movie turn into? And then again, the police officer, the husband is oh. such a he left two whole ass people handcuffed.
0: Oh my god!
1: It basically said to them like, like you stay here, don't move. You gonna stay, right? You promise. If you leave, it's on you. <laughs> like you go stay okay just chill out i'll be right i'll, I'll be back though don't move like he did that with two people like within within five minutes of the you know like he did, so he he basically talked the woman off the ledge into her own suicide mm-hmm. left the dude handcuffed on a wall at like a, a some kind of 7-eleven type thing and then handcuffs macabre's mama i mean handcuffs you know the after she throws a skillet at him, and then just, like, leaves her there and just walks off. Like, he's the worst cop ever. So, that that type of stuff entertained me so much. Yeah. The first time I watched it that I was like, you know what? This was worth the watch to me. Entirely worth it. Because I didn't see this coming, and I'm tickled pink <laughs> at this.
0: I, I think the moment when we were supposed to get the revelation and find all the twists, it was, it was the most straight road twists ever. Like the moment that Grace figured out who, what was her name? Uh, Felicia Rashad's character.
1: Yeah, Sarah. Sarah.
0: The moment she found, like Sarah is wearing the the the, the most custom made necklace. Right. It, like it was custom made. It might as well have had his name on it. Uh, <laughs> and she wore it to the like, and then it all kind of fell together. And then we were supposed to figure out that he was pretending to be the woman who jumped off the roof and it was like, but, 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 but why? <laughs> like, but, but how? It just felt like at the end, he was like, Oh, I gotta wrap, I gotta wrap this up. Let's just, let's just, let's just wrap it up. I'm on deadline. Right. I gotta finish this.
1: Right. And I do have to say the other, the other entertaining stuff was once it was brought to my attention what the extras were doing in the background of the diner scene. Oh, and I started to notice, like, there really are eating air and drinking air and stuff like that. Like, then I started paying attention to the people's faces. I'm like, man, how long have they been sitting there doing this scene? Because everybody is over this shit. And so that I was saying, all that, the the entertainment value I got from it, none of it had anything to do with the actual movie. It was all the... The extra stuff. Yeah. Like the stuff that wasn't supposed to
0: happen. I can co-sign that. Because I, I remember busting out laughing when he invited her out to dinner and said it's an intimate, you know, hole in the wall, blah blah blah. And they ended up at Silver Diner. <laughs> I remember laughing, like, holy fuck, what am I watching? What's so happening?
1: here's a funny thing. Here's a funny thing that I got on watching it the second time. When they're on the phone the first time, what he actually says to her is, I know of this really out-of-the-way hole-in-the-wall diner that we can go to he says that to her so oh. i thought it was just like a random uh, like we were like she's getting all dolled up to get taken out and he takes her to a diner he says to her on the phone that he knows of a hole-in-the-wall diner to take her to so <sighs> i was very disappointed by that because in my heart yeah. that was like a complete like what the fuck is happening here but it turns out that was actually in the script
0: but how it, it had neon lights around it. How is it how how is it a hole in the I, wall?
1: I I don't know. I mean they also light. serve wine.
0: And they serve oh my god. And she was just what okay, I mean, okay. I think that the, the actress that played Grace was Crystal good. Fox. Crystal Fox. I think she was she did the best she could with what she had. I really think she Agreed. was trying. I think she was really, really trying. So that's my positive. I think she, she, she did what she could with what she had, and I and I could see that she was really trying. Yes, that's what I got. That's what I got.
1: <laughs> I do. So I'm trying to think. I do think she was good. She was. She was good enough considering. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like most of his movies, the script is always a struggle, right? So any movie that's decent to okay. It's the actors doing the absolute best job they've ever done of acting in their entire lives. Like, you know, you mentioned uh, the family that prays before I actually enjoy the movie, but I think it's because Alfre Woodard and, um, Oh my God, what's her name? The lady from misery.
0: Oh, 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 no, no, no,
1: no. uh, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. Like they're really good at the, at the anchoring of the film. You know what I mean? And this film didn't really have much in the way of anchors, as much as... like she is the closest thing to it. Yeah, Felicia Rashad should be that, but and she wasn't bad. I mean, she was she was fine, I guess.
0: When you think McCall about, Brooks
1: entertained me because of how ridiculous his his role was written.
0: Oh, God, but when you think like, about none of, that,
1: none of that was necessary.
0: When you think oh, none of it, not a single, literally from head to toe, none of it was necessary. But when you think about the fact that that Sarah uh, Felicia Rashad's character was the antagonist, she didn't really have a lot to do. Like, she didn't have a whole lot to do in the movie. So she couldn't, she didn't have a lot to work with, despite the fact that the the entire movie was hinged on her involvement.
1: Well, let me just, let me ask the, the, the larger question here then. Do you think this movie could be made any better? Like, if the script is better, could it have been a better movie?
0: It would take a lot of surgery. It would take a lot of surgery. I think... If, I think if we have the premise, a naive, disenchanted law- young lawyer fights to save a woman on trial for murdering, or, or on trial for murdering her, her, I don't know, fraud boyfriend or whatever. I, that, that's a movie right there. That, there there's right. a movie there. That's the, that's the through line that I think is workable. Um, especially if you give it more of a like a pelican brief type, you know, uh, thing as opposed to whatever this was. Um, I think that at his at his in his heart, Tyler Perry wants to direct thrillers. He wants to be, you know, he wants. To, I can't think of a thriller now, but he wants to do that kind of like a Gone Girl type, you know, movies. And he just doesn't have the imagination past. Just wanting to make a thriller, and that's where the that's where the, the 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 thing shows up.
1: I actually i i agree with you completely that he does. I mean, he a lot of his movies actually, like when I think of the marriage counselor movie or Acrimonia, like there's thriller elements to these movies. He just doesn't know what the hell he's doing, right? Like he's just not good at. He he's he's not good at all at the execution
0: yeah
1: of any of these things and i think it's because he writes these scripts and he does it quickly yeah and like i i genuinely wonder how many drafts of any of these movies there are i mentioned that earlier like is there what the hell gets left on the table is there any movie he's written that he hasn't made right (laughs) like Mm -hmm.
0: like
1: has he has he written anything where he's like no that ain't it
0: i i think that he's part of rise and rise and grind twitter because it's just about getting things on the table. And I don't think, and, and there's, here's the problem with being the writer, the director, the producer, and the studio head. Usually when you're doing this, at some point there's someone that says, okay, we need to rework this. Or a director says, okay, the script isn't working. I need to make some changes, get the writers in here. Or we get to the producer. The producer says, the script isn't working. Let's 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 do some rewrites. Because he's the same person, Every time he looks at the script, it th- he thinks it's fine. No one is at- who's who's asking him to to do rewrites or drafts if he's a director, the executive producer and the studio head. Nobody. Right. Nobody. And I wonder if he edits the shit, too, because that, it's crazy <laughs> as well. <laughs> like, I, I, I think you hit the head, uh, the nail on the head saying that. And I've said this before. He's just not good at it. And I think that we often, people, and he himself, confuse being paid for doing something with being good at, being something, at doing something. He's not good at any of this. I've tolerated Tyler Perry in other movies. When he's being directed by somebody else, I'm like, oh, okay, he's not bad in this. But when he's directing himself, he's, it's very self-indulgent. It's very clever in his own mind. He thinks it's funny. He thinks it's clever. He thinks it's a twist. And he doesn't really care what anybody else says. And that's what I get from him and this movie specifically. Yeah. So I think
1: a lot of his movies, and let me not, let me, my bad. I was going to say something that's completely false. (laughs) He has some movies that I think are good, but could be better if he had some, some script help. Mm -hmm. So for instance, the Family That prays, I think is actually a pretty, like I enjoy, I, that's a rewatchable movie to me. Like I can watch that movie over and over again. And, but it always goes off the rails at some point. There's a, there's just a couple sticking points that I'm like, man, if you just fix this unnecessary shit, yeah. this movie, I don't know that it ever makes it into the black movie discussions, mm-hmm. but it's, it's at least missing the parts that keep it out of the discussion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like at least, at least has a fighting chance of making it into them. Same thing with Daddy's Little Girls. Like I think it's it's a decent movie that that really just needs. There's some there's some things that he takes way too many liberties. Like he just skips whole steps to yeah. get to the to get to the point. You know what I mean? And and like I almost feel like the family that prays is one of his most complete movies.
0: I'm not gonna because lie
1: to that. he yeah he doesn't skip as many steps yeah. to get to the end as he does in most of his movies. And that's like with this movie. He just skips all kind of shit trying to get there. Like I'm, you know, even asking the question, could this be made, like, could this be made better? I, I'm not sure it could be Yeah. like when i try to think of what, what would have to be done. Like you, the, the script deficiencies in the script are very plain Yeah. because the conversations are very stilted. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the people are talking to each other and you can tell where the conversation just isn't natural.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and this is one little bit of credit I'll give Tyler Perry he actually isn't a bad actor by himself like he's not bad at acting he's not bad at delivering his own lines because he wrote them shit so it's natural for him to deliver those things because that's just what he would say It's everybody else delivering the lines that he wrote because that's not anything anybody would ever say and you know it's like like for instance there's a line in here that that made absolutely no, like there's a, there's a scene towards the end after she blows the, 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 the scene where she f- doesn't find the phone records. Like nobody's this bad. Nobody. Like there's, there's bad, there's bad attorneys. She's not this bad. Yeah. I mean, she sucks. Don't get me wrong. She's a terrible attorney, Yeah. but she completely misses some phone. Like the, 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 the way this, these scenes are written to make her bad. Yeah. I'm like, come on, dude, it, like it, there's, it there's a seem, more nuanced way to do this.
0: Yeah, It makes it seem like she's got a head injury or, 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 or some kind of, of learning, uh, like some kind of a developmental delay. And then, but on top of that, even if she is that bad, no boss is rooting for your failure the way that Tyler Perry's character was. No. Oh, I saw it. Oh, you didn't see it. Well, too bad. Should have been looking for it. No, I saw it. Let's talk about it. You no, There's no murder trial that doesn't have a co-counsel. It can't just be her. Right. Like there, there's so many things. And here's the thing that 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 drives me crazy about Tyler Perry that made me really upset. Okay, maybe you don't know anyone who's ever murdered someone. Fine. Maybe you don't know anyone who's ever jumped off a roof and and, and died. Fine. You know lawyers. You have attorneys <laughs> in your in your in your circle. You could have asked any of them how this goes. Everything that he did, especially in the courtroom scenes, everything he did in those courtroom scenes were just, I've never seen, I don't, I've, I've never heard of lawyers besides like reading like one wiki page or something. And then he just threw in, no, no, I've never heard of lawyers unless I've seen like uh, various law and orders. So he's just throwing out, uh, your honor, uh, contempt, Um. Uh, 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 I object. You know, like all these things were just being thrown out and it just sounded like things he'd heard lawyers say before. And that that's lazy. That's the kind of laziness that made me upset because I will buy everything you serve me. But, you know, lawyers, you could have asked somebody about these things and you didn't.
1: And what was especially bad. So she went to law school and graduated. She's a barred attorney and. They rested their case, and she's still trying to call people after. And her reason oh was god. because I should have done it.
0: Oh like, my god! When that
1: like I was like, wow, this fool is trying to rewrite legal jurisprudence. And because it was a Tyler Perry movie, I was actually like, watch the judge be like, you know what? I feel the conviction in your voice.
0: I thought so. Bring too. her back up. Yeah, I might have thrown my. I was I waiting for lap that lap. to
1: happen. Which, but see, in the, the first time I watched it, this was part of my entertainment. Because I'm like, watch the judge do it. Watch the judge do it. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. It's coming. The judge is going to be like, you know what? I feel the conviction in your voice. You sound like Tupac rapping. I, <laughs> go ahead. Call her back up here. You you bring her back up here so that you can do the job that you're supposed to do and you can do a good job at it. And, and so I was almost surprised when they put her in jail. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. But even, even right after that, her husband shows up. Just apologize to the judge so we can go. All right, cool. They get in the car, they're driving back. She decides she needs to go visit Miss Sarah so she can oh see her God. for some odd reason. And then remember, she's like, you know, I'll just walk from right. here. Because if he had dropped off at the house, he would have been like, this is the house, it. the
0: lady killed herself. Yes. On. But why didn't he recognize the street?
1: Right. Why did they have a conversation? Man, this is, this is the street I was on the other night when the lady killed herself.
0: <laughs> and that's another thing. When you say the other night, like, what was the time here? I, I couldn't figure out... How long she was dating dude, or or how long they were married, or what the time frame was. I that was was never was there any kind of marker?
1: well? It's at least two months. They were married for at least two two to three months. Because remember, he he somehow managed to take out a mortgage in her name because apparently oh. in that state, which is Virginia, that if they're married, what's hers is his, so he can take out a mortgage on a house that he never owned, which is I don't think an actual legal possibility. But whatevs. Okay. But remember, she was forty-two days late on the mortgage payment.
0: Okay. So
1: they were married for at least a couple months.
0: Yeah.
1: Before the shit hit the fan. And then, so. Oh, yeah.
0: Another thing that got me, <laughs> but,
1: that, but that was before. I don't know. I don't know how long it was between the lady jumping off the house That's- and them getting to the point. So it's probably a couple weeks, maybe.
0: Uh, I.
1: I- <laughs> In reality, this would take. In reality, this would take months. Yeah. But in the Tyler Perry cinematic universe, this is probably a three to four day process.
0: <laughs> I just, it, it there was so much. There was something that I can't remember who said it. Was it? Okay. So we already discussed how, I was trying to figure out why she wanted to get out and walk. And it was just so she he wouldn't see the house and she would run into, oh, why was Cicely Tyson not chained up? How come she was getting free range, like, captivity? Like, what was that?
1: Yeah, because even in, even in the beginning of the movie, which is funny because the first time I watched this movie, I did not see her. Oh, you did I didn't realize she was in the early opening scenes in the corner, in the window.
0: Oh, I and saw She that. was like,
1: I didn't see her the first time. Yeah. So the first time I watched it, I remembered she was, it was said like Cicely Tyson is in this movie. I
0: was like, where the hell is Cicely Tyson?
1: <laughs> they got her build and she shows up at the end of this damn movie walking down the street. So I didn't even realize she had showed up in the very beginning part. But I was also like, how does Jasmine even know who she is? So I was like, maybe I just missed the part where she was. But it is true. I wonder how she gets to get, how she manages to get out the house. And I maybe it's just the idea she's just so, so old and out of it that nobody will believe her anyway, which is almost what happened.
0: But do you remember like some random like they had some random address that they listed and I was like, All right, cool. And then oh, we we're yeah. supposed to like that remember. Was very Tyler that? Yeah, but two, but two
1: just- ninety-eight Sycamore. And then she remembered the, the street, like, oh, Sycamore Street.
0: <laughs> but but going back to your original question, I don't think the movie can be fixed because what I think of are like scenes that can be fixed. Like if this scene did this, then it would work better. But because it did so that, it wouldn't be able to like translate. It, the rest of the movie wouldn't work. You know, it's almost like like that that like going back in the past. And if you change one thing, everything has right. to change. So you can't just be like. But I think oh, the okay. diner scene works.
1: I think the, I think that scene actually does work though. The diner scene is ridiculous. I think that scene works. There are a couple of scenes that I think actually were okay. Which one? As they were, the the diner scene I think was okay. Even the scene at the art gallery where they meet. Yes. I think that was fine. Cause that was, that was possible. Yeah. It was like, so, but, so, but here's the other thing. Their con is so developed that they set up full gallery. Like they operate in, in the open with this stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like there's all these, all these women are missing and they're all in the yeah. same place. So this, this, and this goes, so this goes back to where things go off the rails too. All right. So the woman that jumps off the roof and, and, and commits suicide, she had to be missing. Right, like somebody had a reporter missing. She's a she's an artist.
0: She's a, she's famous... a whole ass artist. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, but nobody. This woman jumps off the roof and dies, and nobody does a check to be like, "Wow, look at this famous woman that we just found who died in this house over here." Yeah. Was there no investigation of the house? Did nobody wonder what happened? Who? Like, did literally did any police work happen?
0: But who called the police because this woman is on the roof? Where was Sarah? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just. It was just so.
1: Mind you, this is a duplex too. How come nobody heard nobody in the basement?
0: Oh my god! They
1: li- is... she lives in a duplex, it's not even a single family house. <laughs> oh so god. those are the things that I think you can't fix. Like it's just yeah. the, the liberties that were taken. You just but the scenes that worked were the the early ones, the the ones when they were early dating. I think they worked somewhat. Yeah. Everything with the lawyers is what was the problem for me. Like everything there, like even the. The scenes where she goes in, where where she goes to work and she gets the case, where well, they just because you're you're just a plea, they just like you because you just plead things out. Like she's a terrible lawyer who's just everything about her scenes and and Jasmine scenes and the law the law part was bad. Like she's she don't even ask any real questions of the lawyer. Like she gets one little spark of something. Look at the, the blood pooling. You know what? I think I have a case here,
0: yeah.
1: I don't understand why you have a case. there's blood everywhere, like I don't understand like you...
0: especially because her her case just boiled down to she goes to church and she bakes cookies. That was the right. defense that was that was every time she said anything, uh she bakes cookies, even her son in the very beginning said, you know what my my mother wouldn't even kill a spider.' She would call my dad and 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 have her, you know, have him put it, free it or whatever, not kill it. And I was like, but okay, but your mom actually did take a bat to this dude's head. Like she did that. Like that's not in dispute. We're right. not, we're not, we're not questioning that part. We're questioning whether or not he died when he did it. But she did do it. <laughs> like Also,
1: no way he lives through that.
0: Oh, no, not no at all. No way he lives not through that. Not at
1: all. My man is dead. No way
0: he lives through that. Not at all. And no way he lives through it and is strong enough to like overpower somebody.
1: Right there's there's no way the the way that he was laid up in that chair, my man is dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's no way in in and, and there's no way that Grace calls Sarah, who is his mother, and his mother is chill on the phone about it. Like I killed him, I beat him with a bat, and she's just and she's gonna be like that's her son. Yeah, and her meal ticket effectively. Yeah, so. That those those the scenes where every, everything goes off the rail. We get to the crime part, the crime forward. Everything else is bad for me. Even the where he's stealing passwords and all this stuff from her, like by taking, by taking pictures, pictures
0: of. And there were no dots. You work for a bank, like why is your security that flimsy? And and here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mama. Like I watch Lifetime movies, right? I I I enjoy. Bad movies. I enjoy bad thrillers. Like I watch Me Lifetime too. movies. I DVR them every time I see one that says 2020. I like. Oh, haven't seen this one. You know, record. Um, I watch them. But what they do, what 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 they do that Tyler Perry does not do or didn't do in this movie is, you you buy it from the very beginning in a Lifetime movie because it's already ridiculous, and it takes that that string of ridiculousness completely all the way through to the end where Tyler Perry at certain points is taking it seriously. At certain points he really thinks he's out here doing something. But if he would just like fall into like the absurdity of it, I would I would probably give him a a, a bigger pass, but the fact that it's it's almost very clear, it's clear that he thinks that he's actually doing some serious work here and he's very confused as to why other people don't recognize that.
1: You know what I kind of wonder what his favorite movies are. Because, you know, I feel like that stuff kind of tells you something about people. Like, yeah. I'm a big music person, so I always talk to people about music. Like, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite artist? What's your favorite album? That kind of stuff. And yeah. I think that tells you things. Like, what is Tyler Perry's favorite movie? Like, who who does he take his cues from?
0: Everybody's influenced by That's somebody. Enough- this
1: man has no influences. I mean, he comes. I guess he comes from the play circuit, but...
0: But no, this is where I go back to what I said initially. I've, I've seen a lot. I've not seen a lot of his movies, but I've seen a lot of his interviews because I'm, I'm, I love interviews. I'm always fascinated with how things, or how people talk or, or what, they, what their mind does. I don't think I've ever heard him mention mm-hmm. favorite movies, but he does mention favorite actors and actresses. I don't think he's a movie person. Really? I think he's an actor, actress person. He wants to work with Cicely Tyson because oh. he likes Cicely Tyson. He loved Claire Huxtable he wants to work with Felicia Rashad. He liked uh Neil, not Neil I can't remember I think it's uh, Nathan from Young of the Restless, so he wants to work with Shamar Moore. You see him saying like that's what I think is happening here. I think he's an actor actress person, not a not a not a show uh movie, even play i I, I wonder if he's ever seen a play. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know I don't
1: know. But so, you know that makes me wonder. Even if he is so, and, and this goes back to the the people that are in these movies. So if I'm Felicia Rashad and he asked me to do it, you already know what you're getting with the Tyler Perry movie. I mean, this is 2020. This is like we're we've his whole body of work exists already. My man is 20 some movies deep. Yeah. Is it an easy yes? You'd be like, yeah, of course. Sign me up. I'll do this. Absolutely. I know this is going to be a wonderful film. No, it's going to kill it. I. Because I mean, I I. I'd be like, wow, I might, you know, actually at the table read, because I can imagine all these people at the table read and they're reading this. I mean, it can't be good at the table read. I would be like, listen, I don't think we're ridiculous enough, Tyler. I think we really need to go for it here. I mean, this is, you're almost trying to make a reasonable movie and it goes off the rails the way that they all do. But I think we need to go worse. Now, I will say this is one of the most ridiculous movies in his canon. Yeah because I think it goes off the rails so early. Like almost none of this is believable. This is like it feels like the first movie he made in his brine in his in his shiny new studios, yeah. he just wanted to get a movie off. So he wrote a movie and didn't care about anything that mattered. Like let's just throw some shit together and do this. So there's almost a slight pass that I would give if that's the case. Like I just I'm a person who can make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I got all these new toys over here. Because even the courtroom scenes, the, the courtroom is completely unbelievable.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know what? You can't even tell what the hell the real setting is in this town. So I was talking to one of my boys about this. He's like, this town seems really white, but the entire public defender's office is black. Yeah. Everybody's black in there. Like, everybody's black in there. Like, what's the, what's the racial makeup of this place? Where is he? And I know it's in Virginia. Like I saw one of the on one of the, um, I think it's somebody's card or there's something on a board. It had the four through four, so it's like the Tidewater area. It's like down there, Southern Virginia.
0: In but- the um, in the opening scene, and that's another thing that he does. He has so much exposition. Nar- you know, the the narration is how we found out anything happened. Uh, the 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 talk radio in the car when she's driving to work tells us right. all the things we need to know. But in that conversation they said it was a small town of like either 10,000 or 100,000 people. I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but it was I, ugh, I don't care they how small They also mentioned a town somewhere that.
1: that it was rural. When they're okay. talking about the um when they were talking about the cell phones pinging off towers, they're like, "Well, you know, Miss uh, Grace lives in a, a rural part of town." I'm like, "No, she don't. No, she she lives in a neighborhood. She lives in a she lives in a neighborhood that got tons of houses and all that. Like what are we talking about? There's nothing rural about that." <laughs> I love it I love it so there's no fixing this movie for you
0: I I I, there's no fixing the movie I think that there is a a complete Kylie Jenner like surgical process that could happen based on like the, the, (laughs) the bones of it because like I said the this young naive you know lawyer who's fallen out of love with law and then she finds a case that like you know, uh, sparks her, her 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 sparks the reason she fell in love with 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 law in the first place. Give her a backstory of why she became a lawyer and her having a, a savior complex because you know her father had a bad lawyer and you know what I'm saying. Like giving all these right. like backstories, taking that same thing, making Grace show up, not spending so much time on Grace, making the story about the lawyer getting a whole new fashion wardrobe costume, get, get rid of that person. Um, it might be Tyler Perry too, honestly. So there's something there. It's just like so much has to be stripped away to get it. So much has to be stripped.
1: So I'm not entirely sure that even if I could make this a better movie, I would. Because it's so ridiculous. I think that's its, that's its calling card. Like this movie is nonsense. And if you made it a better movie, it's not nonsense anymore. Then it's just a trash movie. Yeah, because then you're just like the, 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 like if you fix the stuff that is absolutely inanely nonsensical, then it, it moves up from being what the fuck was this? Oh my God, it's entertaining. Yeah. To just what the fuck is this? Why does this movie exist? So, wow, is he bad at this?
0: Do you think that, that, that to make it better, he should make it worse? Like, like I said, lifetime yes. movies like completely. So, how do you think he could fall even more into the ridiculous to make to make this movie work?
1: Well, I think the judge would have granted her the opportunity
0: yeah.
1: okay. to re <laughs> to to um, uh, put Sarah back on the witness stand. I think the women that were in the basement would have included men and children, mm. and Macad Brook, McCod Brooks' character. Uh, Shannon, what 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 could he have done? So he's still alive. He's still—I don't know where he lives, but he overpowers them. and causes the whole thing. What could he have done that would have made it more more ridiculous? They could have given him. Hmm. We're gonna get to the wig report because I want to okay. talk about people's hair, but they would have made him more ridiculous of a character. Okay. Like they, he was given art. He was given somebody's like, a white person's idea of what a black artist would look like. Yeah. But I would go, like, I'd make him, like, a Rasta. Like, it would just be completely oh. ridiculous. Like, my man would just be full on. Uh, like, do you, watch, do you watch um 20s on BET? Like, Lena Waithe show?
0: No, I don't.
1: All right. So, Big Sean is on this show. He's one of the, he's like, uh, but he doesn't have a cell phone because he wants to live in the moment. Like, he's one of those type of people. Okay. Like, he's just... He's insufferable as fuck, right? I would make him more insufferable. Like he would have to just be as patently ridiculous as I could make him.
0: Yeah. You know what I would do? I would get rid of that woman in the beginning altogether and make him an actual artist. Like make that his art because it had to happen because people knew who he was. You can't just steal somebody's art and be well known. So I would make him an actual artist. And you know what? To be quite honest with you... I might get rid of Felicia Rashad altogether, and just make it his time.
1: Yeah, and you don't need, and you mentioned that you don't need that first scene. It is entirely, it does not matter in 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 for the movie. You don't need it to have it to have it work out the way that it does in the end. Yeah, you do not need that at all. You know
0: what I just thought of? You know how uh, I don't know. I was I can't remember how old I was when I learned that movies weren't made in sequence. That like you know they They were shot out of order for whatever reason, right I think Tyler Perry shoots his films in order. I think he does, I think he said like this is the beginning, so we're gonna shoot this first <laughs> <laughs> I think so
1: that's that could that could be the case that could be the case so so what uh what would I do anything else differently? huh? I would actually have the really bad police officer say the things that I feel like he's really implying, like Listen, you're not going to move, right? <laughs> you promise not to move. I would have him say those things because I think that would, it would be so ridiculous that it would be, it would, you would laugh and be like, man, this is wow. Yeah. Like, I, I want it to be, I want it to be that level of ridiculous. So you
0: want it more farcical, like a, like a, um, top, not Top Gun. What was that movie from back in the day? Lethal Weapon.
1: Yeah. Listen, I want entertainment. <laughs> I want, it it, it was, if you're not if you're not making a, if you're not making a serious movie if, if I have to like suspend reality in order to watch this movie because you start out ridiculous then let's just go for it you know what I mean like why why try to dabble in something that you're trying to give real credence to forget it it's a, it's it's anybody watching this and I know there were there were people who actually genuinely enjoyed this movie I mean
0: I saw the, the you know stand. I yeah.
1: Yeah, there were lots of people who, when I wrote my article about how ridiculous it was, I had lots of pushback from people. Like, what are you talking about? I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Like, Tyler Perry movies aren't perfect, but it's good. It's quality black entertainment. And I'm like, listen, I'm not, I'm here for it. I'm watching it. I watched the movie. I'm going to watch it. I'm talking about it. I'm writing about it. I'm not even trashing Tyler Perry. I'm actually, I'm proud of what he's been able to accomplish on his own. Like, But there's there are two different discussions. Again, Tyler Perry, amazing. You just, just, I just wish he cared more. Yeah. And then there's the movies that he creates that I'm just like, wow, this is. You just don't give a single solitary fuck.
0: This is this is that's my so, issue with him. I, I I if you don't care, why are you doing this? And it goes back actually to the beginning when I was talking about poetry, where it just isn't my thing anymore. And were I to continue doing it, I've seen people who I came up with you know, in, in in the poetry game, quote unquote, who are still doing the exact same thing they were doing in 2001, 2002, because they can't let go of it. But right. to me, it's, it's, it's like, Tyler, what do you actually want to do? Do you want to be an actor? Do that. Do you want, do you, because I don't, you can't love anything that you're doing right now because there's no love in what you're doing. Is it just the money? Say that. I don't want to be homeless anymore. Say that. I i you know what I'm saying? Like like that's I would give him right. some space if he would say that. Also I met naked gun, not lethal weapon. Um but uh,
1: yeah, yeah, naked gun. Yeah, just going right. like that whole yeah,
0: yeah. thing. But I just I just have
1: caddyshack and those. Yes. Those kind of, those like kind of a movies. like just
0: straight up farce. Just straight up farce. Um and I do want to 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 have a con I would I know Aaliyah King did a uh, did an interview with him.
1: She did. But I don't a wonderful think- interview, by the way. Did he answer
0: questions? <laughs> did he answer questions?
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. He answered her questions. He he actually, it was a fairly thoughtful interview, actually. When I, you know, I talked to her about it on the side. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, you got a real good interview out of him. I mean, he, she asked him questions about some of his movies. And even then he was like, listen, did, 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 just, he was making things up as he went about the movie Acrimony. Because uh-huh. there's like a scene in Acrimony that everybody has a question about. The boat, And she asked him about, yeah. And you know, th- Yeah, that scene that he mentioned in there. And, you know, just like, okay, so you you also know that your movies don't make no sense. All right, so this is clear. Like, this is not just us. You know, too.
0: And you don't but. care. So why are you doing it if you don't care? There's a thing that I say, um, especially, you know, Twitter, people who get big on Twitter, and then they get like, I, I, I say they become a victim of their own press packet. I think that Tyler Perry has become a victim of his own press packet in that if you look at him on paper, he's prolific. He's uh, right. he's a triple threat. He's, um, he's, he's made so much money. He's, he's, is he a billionaire? I don't know. He's got his own studio that everyone likes to say is bigger than all the studios combined. On paper, in his press packet, in his PR statement, he is perfect. And I think that he has started to believe that that's all it takes. That everything that's written by his publicist is absolutely 100% fact otherwise because there's no way i know when i've written a bad essay i know when i've written a bad poem i know when i've written a bad tweet (laughs) you know what i mean like he either knows and doesn't care or he doesn't know and they're both problems
1: so who is the most valuable? who's the mvp of this movie is there an mvp of this movie for you for me it's the mvp would have to be the line ashtray bitch
0: okay i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say that
1: it's that that was that was that was the turning point for me in this movie. That movie without that line, I don't know if I enjoyed as much because that made me watch it differently. Yeah, I started I started watching the movie from like, oh, this is just this is going completely off the rails. Now I don't have to really give it real good attention. Yeah, but then again, it started to level up and went more ridiculous for me. So that's that's my MVP.
0: You know, on 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 that, I'll I'll piggyback on that and I'll say Macad Brooks because the delivery of that line the the base the bark yes like the 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 umph <laughs> he put on that line he he did something he
1: had it. fun with that one yeah. yeah he had he had a good time with that one that that was that was the part where he was like oh i can't wait to do this yeah like this this is this, that's my line yeah the day before um, he
0: shot the scene and he saw the script he was like i'm going to really good i'm really going to work this
1: right so who's the least what's the lvp of this movie
0: uh it's got to be brisha Webb. that uh, I can't remember her. The, the the lawyer, Jasmine. Jasmine, I think it was yeah. her. It, I think it was her. I, I, I she had too big of a role in this movie to be as bad as she was. Not as an, you know, I'll say as an actress because I I know her primarily as a comedic actress, and I saw her. I saw her running her lines in her head. I don't think that she's a strong actress. Period. But then on top of that. She didn't do what Crystal Fox did, which was I don't have a lot to work with when I'm going to work with it. She kind of just was delivering the lines as they came, I think.
1: I think people struggle with you you're only as good as material you have. She had bad material. The courtroom scenes were so bad. That for me the so I guess those are hers. Mm-hmm. But man, the the who lord. <laughs> they were so they were they were so um stereotypically bad and stereotypically written just to get the words overruled yeah. sustained all that nonsense and she's such a bad lawyer yeah. i mean actually her and her husband together were literally the worst law enforcement
0: how were they still employed
1: of all time
0: how were they still employed they're
1: both bad they literally both are terrible at their jobs and they are both taxpayer funded, and we should be able to fire both of them.
0: There, did you did you so, catch the line? There was a line. I'm gonna get it wrong, but the sentiment basically uh, when she was doing her her opening statements, and she said um, something like, uh, "I'm gonna prove with it, uh, beyond a shadow of a of a doubt, and believe me, <laughs> the doubt or some shit like that." Do you remember that line?
1: I don't. Oh shit! I, I
0: gotta find it because it was. It, it was, it, it, that's when I was, I was already kind of like, that's when I, I paused the movie and I walked away for about a half hour. I walked away for a, about a half hour and I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta finish this. So I came back, but it was that shit. I gotta find it. Cause that shit was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I think so for me, it, even in that scene, after she did her little opening, whatever, and then the other two lawyers in the office who were equal parts helpful and terrible oh, for her were both like, man, that was a good opening statement. And I was like, no, it wasn't. No, it, was it, it was not a good opening statement at all. There was nothing good about that. She's terrible. She's she's awful. horrible.
0: And now you're talking about you, the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Mind you, those are the two that they were staying up all night going through court yes. records and going through everything and missed the telephone Yes.
0: Records. I was going to bring that up. Yes. Yes. And then dude flexed the on her for no reason. Flexed on her for no reason, then left. And then I was like, well, what was that scene for? You're not helpful. And then you didn't help find anything that she needed. It's like, bitch, why is you here?
1: Basically. Basically. So if... So I, I I don't think this movie is very much... There's nothing... To me, like I said, I wanted it to be worse. Because <laughs> I think if you if you made it better then it just ends up being a bad movie. And make it better means like fixing it. It only ends up being a bad movie. Like there's this movie has no chance of ever being one of those movies that anybody talks. Like, I think there's I don't know what the ceiling of this movie could be without an entirely new set, without an entire new script, without better actors and without that like you you this this entire movie needs a one hundred percent upgrade to even get into the mediocre movie category.
0: Yeah but uh,
1: which is why i don't think it's worth it
0: it's definitely not worth it but i also i think that conversely the worst thing that kyler perry did for his career was get on netflix because the ability to pause rewind uh freeze and and find all the things that i'm sure are all, in all his other movies but you're in a theater so you can't watch it 50 times or the people who do rewatch it are the ones who are fans and will love it anyway but I think that Netflix deal is going to show all the cracks that he has in his in his repertoire, because it's not just black so people um, too.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna give that. I'm actually gonna say disagree with you and push back. Oh. I think it was brilliant for him, and I'll tell you why. All the people that normally watch his movies are still gonna watch them because they're on Netflix. Because everybody has it, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The rest of us are gonna get caught up in the social media frenzy. Uh... Think about how many people watch these watch this movie that would never watch a Tyler Perry movie, but they did because everybody else was talking about it. That's true. Like I can't I can't tell you how many people I probably am personally responsible for watching this movie. The article that I wrote, all the conversations yeah. I had, because you know when people people you write you write a comment like Holy shit, what did I just see? This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And people are like, All right, I'm. I had a whole list of people saying, Dude, I hate you for making me watch this movie. That happened so many times, but people who are bored you know there's a million movies on netflix but everybody's like there's nothing to watch well i'll just watch this thing so i think this actually opens him up to a whole new audience of people like he might not get repeat watchers that wouldn't already be watching his movies but but there's gonna be new watchers
0: you're right he gets the numbers and and i i'm responsible for saying this movie is terrible you have to watch it i said that countless times People who would never even like, stand next to a Tyler Perry uh, poster. I was like, no, you have to watch this. So you're right. You're right. right
1: like, People ain't going to the movies to see these movies that aren't already going to go. But it doesn't take anything to turn on a movie at home and sit on your phone or computer and, and watch these movies communally. And trash them as a community, but laugh at them at the same time.
0: Um oh, before we move on, I was I was I, I was searching for that quote. I can't find it, but mm-hmm. I did find a tweet when I was watching the movie, January twentieth, and I said, Did she put Grace on the stand? Grace had a compelling, heartbreaking story about a no good grifter who emotionally and financially abused an older woman. She had proof that he stole her identity and that he was having extramarital <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, Wait, why the fuck didn't she divorce him? <laughs> So <laughs> oh, that's how you make the movie better, I think. That's that that's the that's the the connective tissue. One of the two movies. One about a lawyer and then one about this 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 older woman who gets grifted by by this uh this scammer.
1: Um Wig report.
0: Oh god.
1: I think I'm gonna end most of these podcasts with this wig report because one thing Tyler Perry has become known for is the the hairdos in all of his movies, for some odd reason, and now that I when I watch these movies, I start looking for the, <laughs> the, the bad hair, right? And there are two people in this movie that I can think of whose hair are are ridiculous. One, Macad Brooks. Oh, this is pantheon level, like what? And and it begs the question: Why? Why is he so obsessed with with, with messing with people's hair?
0: I I have an answer. Like, what? I have an answer.
1: What is your answer? I,
0: I told you I'm I'm obsessed with since I was a kid I watch interviews I might not know who you are but I've seen interviews of you in an interview he said that and this is how again I know that he does he's, ugh, anyway he said how else will you know that he's playing a character really yeah that's some that's some my 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 twelve year old oh, he's thirteen now but a, a kid one of your children. Would have to put a wig on to know, oh, I'm acting now, I'm playing da da da. He, he said that putting an, a wig on and instead of making him bald or putting a wig on himself, that's how he transforms into the characters. That's basic elementary level directing. That's what he said. But then he also <laughs> said he also said in an interview, because Crystal Fox was saying that she had trouble with the wigs, and he said, like like white directors do, I don't have time. I don't have the time or the money to spend on getting your wigs together. Make sure you do that before you get on my set. He said that. That's an interview you can you can you can find.
1: I do remember that. I yeah. remember that that making the rounds. Yeah. That was a discussion that was making the rounds. I remember that. But that is such an odd thing. Like it's completely untrue. Yeah. But that doesn't and that doesn't explain Makad Brooks. Does he need a wig to play that role? Like just- it's such a bad and, and it, you if you're gonna do people's hair, that's one thing it's understand it's costuming that happens but badly like to the point where the wigs become their own character because tyler perry has all these every one of the things he's doing he's always got these different hairdo unnecessarily like why does he why does he have a box fade why does he have this like why are we doing these bad things it was
0: not a fade (laughs) it was no there was no no, fade in that it was it wasn't it was and, and the thing is that I remember seeing the trailer and I knew it was, was, was going to be bad from the trailer. I didn't know it was going to be this bad, but I thought it was a time period. Like, Oh, we see him in the nineties or the eighties and then <laughs> they're married for 10 years. And then he just starts wiling on her. So to find out that it was present day, I, that, that's when I, that blew my mind because there's no reason for Macad Brooks to have that particular wig. There was no reason for him to have a wig. There was no reason for Tyler Perry's character to have a wig. The women, sure, uh, she, you want to show that she's been in jail for two and a half hours, so her hair is messed up. Fine. The men did not need wigs. He didn't put a wig on the on the on the uh, on the light skin cop. Oh,
1: he sure didn't. He let him cook. <laughs> Which reminds me of hold on the scene where grace gets in the shower get her hair wet oh my god oh my goodness you talk about a scene that was like tailor-made for the internet to tear apart
0: oh my god i was like this is the
1: most unbelievable shit there is no way this is a real thing
0: this this would never happen in a movie where a bunch of unbelievable shit happened including cgi fireflies that scene oh
1: man i love i love the fireflies by the way i thought that was the most beautifully stupid thing i had seen and because you know it 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 made her seem so simple <laughs> like, oh oh the firefly look at this beautiful did you take her to see the fireflies too like like,
0: like man you just
1: you, it's like you, you made her this old we try we try to make her older than she was yeah. to begin with yeah but to also make her like this simple, basic woman who just literally had never had attention in her whole life. Who
0: ain't never been, despite being married for X amount of years. Like I, there was just so much that. And then when he was on the phone, okay, so ugh, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm I'm I feel like I'm having flashbacks now. So he's this dude. He's a con artist who apparently, you know, baits these older women so that he can, his mom can lock him up and, and take their money. And then, you know, how much money do y'all need? Because you're not living anywhere better. Like, why are you still in this town? Just randomly take, anyway, fine. We'll give you all of that. So when he cheats on her, he cheats on her with this younger woman that he was on the phone with talking about butterflies. So are you a con man full-time or is it like a part-time gig that you're doing? I don't understand. Like, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. That's, that, that is a plot hole. That is a plot hole. Like he's not always scheming.
0: And he's been doing it since for twenty years. He couldn't have been he couldn't have been forty. So since you were seventeen, you and your mama were were what? <laughs> I can't.
1: Right. I can't. That's true. That that that's right. That's right. Cause they mentioned that whole like 20 year thing that they've been doing. And it's like, wait a minute, this is impossible. I mean, I guess he did have twenty they had twenty years worth of women up in that thing, but somehow nobody's missing.
0: Nobody's missing. It's a small and town. It's a small town. You need that to, to to drive the plot. But all these white women are missing in this small town in Virginia, in Southern Virginia, and there are no alarms rung. And then also, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm remembering things. He also oh, fire away. Her husband, uh, Brisha Webb's cop husband, refused. Refused. To do anything on the cop side to help her, like she asked him a few times, and he's like, "Oh, baby, I can't do that because I don't know whatever reason he gave." But then, when he was arresting the dude that he left at, at 7-Eleven, he he left because all of a sudden, all this information, all this like background stuff, all the you know pseudonyms and 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 and, 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 and fraudulent IDs popped up on his computer, and we don't know why that happened.
1: Right, we don't know why that happened. We have no idea why anybody looked into that stuff. There was oh. we never we never got that.
0: This movie, I swear to God, like I'm actually mad at you right now because I'm, I'm getting I'm getting January twentieth annoyed at this shit.
1: But see, this is what I'm saying. This is why I wouldn't want it to be any better because it's the it is an entire movie of that makes no sense. Yeah. This is no. This is nonsense. Like you can't. Fi- if you fix anything, you either have to fix the whole thing and just throw the whole shit away and make a whole new movie. Yeah. Or you got to make it. Or if you're gonna, if you're gonna do anything with it, it has to get worse. Yeah. As it stands, it's already plenty fine as a bad movie.
0: Okay, so let's let me ask you this: Are there any actors slash characters you would keep? Like if you're doing an edit, like you know, you do a, a, a huge edit, you're like, oh, I can only keep one sentence. Who is that? Who is the who is the one actor, one character that you would keep?
1: Oh, Makad Brooks. Hands down. <laughs> Cuz he I mean he was he was the only his his level of ridiculous fits the movie I would make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just it's stereotypically stereotypical. He has ridiculous lines. He says stuff like I don't like being asked questions and I don't like being checked on. Like they the same thing
0: yeah
1: like it's two things that he doesn't like doing and they're both the same <laughs> thing you know what i mean it's just yeah you know it's you look i got two phones you know because i broke the other one because i'm mad at you for asking me questions accusing me of you know it's it, oh, you know, none of it
0: you know he just, what we he, didn't he's talk the about? only
1: character that i think works for ridiculousness
0: you know what we Who's didn't that? talk about we didn't talk about how after uh Sarah threw the well he threw she threw a skillet did nothing but she threw groceries and he he fell out so there's that but at the end of the movie when she shows up at another old person's house to start all start the con over again, like what
1: yeah I um i th- that to me that was just that's him ignoring everything else that happens because apparently in that new place, nobody has the internet. Nobody reads the news. Nobody does anything like that's the only way any of this stuff happens is this is a world where the internet is really a limited resource. Yeah. At this point. Yes. Right. Because the, and and this, this comes back to thinking that the older lady's kind of basic, right? Like she doesn't do any Google searches. We're not doing any of that stuff to find out who anybody is. Right. We're just taking things at face value. Your friend tells you to go meet this man and it gets left alone like nobody's looking into who their people are. We don't even know how they met for real. Yeah. Like, did they meet at, I mean Grace and Sarah, did they meet at church? They were friends for 6 years.
0: Yeah.
1: 6 years she had been grooming this woman apparently to get taken advantage. Like what
0: And in the meantime during that during that time was was he also conning other people? How long were those women in the in the basement? What did they do with the money that they took from them? Was it just like some kind of sociopathic I just like to. Oh shit! I just remembered an interview where 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 Tyler Perry says, "Oh fuck, do you remember that mo- the, the there was a um, it was two movies, but it was a story about uh, a mother and a son who used to run cons on old women." He said that he saw a movie and then he decided to write this movie based on that.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: Sante Grimes. Sante Grimes and, and I'll send it to you later. But that's that's I remember him saying that. So again, this just proves how little how, how little how bad he is at this. You can get inspired by it, but you just took the chunk that you liked that was interesting to you and just completely lifted that and transplanted it into your movie, then wrote around it.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the part that proves he doesn't really care about how good these movies are. He doesn't care. It's like, listen, there's a movie here. Let me just make the movie and the rest of it. There's no research here. Who needs to do research? I'm not asking nobody no questions about how this would actually work. It's unimportant. <laughs> What's important is that I have a movie where there's a where there's there's people taking advantage of old women and they get caught. Let me fill in all the blanks can be filled in over time. Shit, they could be right. He could be writing this movie as they're filming it.
0: I, I I don't put when you said something about a table read. I was like, I don't think there was a table read. I think they get the scenes like the day before. <laughs> another thing that I caught was the the judge and the he had his script in front of him. There's a there's a shot yes over his yes, shoulder right. yeah and that's another okay okay fine. You wrote a terrible movie. <laughs> you directed a terrible movie. You have bad acting in terrible movie. How do, you don't have time to edit? You can you can you can what were your, cam- uh, what were your camera angles?
1: Yeah. But see that, I mean, that's, that's the same thing with all the extras in the background. Yeah. Right? Did you just not notice this or did you just not care? There's, I, I find it hard to believe that he didn't notice him because it was, those things are immediately noticeable to most of us. Anybody watching the internet is going to take, the internet is undefeated, right? So people watching these things saw that shit immediately like, dude, that white dude ain't eating no food, bro. Screenshot it, send it, <laughs> put it on Twitter. Like he's continuously not eating any food, but he's he's picking up the fork, putting in his mouth, yeah. pretending to chew.
0: And then he, when he's not doing that, he's staring directly into the camera. Directly and into so the maybe,
1: camera. And so maybe, yeah. And maybe that just speaks to what you're saying about him going to Netflix now and how that will impact the way that his movies get made. Because maybe that stuff has been happening, like you said, in all of his other movies. You just never notice because, you know, who's paying that much of attention? who's paying that much attention? Yeah. Now it's like you look for the Easter eggs. Like I'm, I watch the other movies now, looking for the little things to see if they're there. Because most of the time, I just focus on how ridiculous certain things are. But now I'm like, let me see what if if the 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 details. But he's he's not a details person, right? He just kind of stays. He stays at the forest. He doesn't really go down to the trees. Yeah. So the forest is these things happen. Boom, get to that. You know, like you you don't know what the deal, the, the great deal about that he closes is. You have no idea how long it's been in the works. You just know that he closed a great deal. Or yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like in his movies, it's just the big picture.
0: And again, that goes back to right. it being so basic. Like this is this is a child could write this. You know, a, a child, like, oh, lawyers say this, um, big deal, merger, acquisitions, you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like the, it, it, the, there's no research done, but beyond that being no research, it's like you didn't talk to anybody who actually does this stuff. <laughs> like one yeah. conversation with the lawyer. One.
1: Right. One conversation with the cop. Somebody.
0: <laughs> somebody. Hey, look at this. Even even if they're not a lawyer, even if they've seen lawyers before, they could be like, she didn't call any witnesses. Who are these witnesses that the, that the prosecution called? Where did they come from? Besides her baking cookies and and reading to children in Sunday school, who who's on her who's on Grace's uh a witness call sheet or whatever you call it.
1: He could have watched my cousin Vinny and had a better view of what happens in a in a in a in a courtroom. Yes. Than what happened in his own courtroom. Alright. So is this <laughs> movie will you ever watch this movie again?
0: No. I, I, I tried to you? and I and I I was yeah. like I can't do this. I can't do this to myself.
1: It's definitely a tall order for me too. Yeah. If if Tyler Perry calls you and was like, hey I have this I have this movie and it ended up being this movie. And he was like, I want to see if you could fix this movie for me. See if you could fix this script. Would you do it?
0: Depends on what he means by fixing the script. And depends on on uh how much money. <laughs> Always that.
1: Um Yeah, so he doesn't he doesn't want you to rewrite the whole thing. He just wants you to to, to to make his scenes better. Oh,
0: no. I wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm out on that shit too. Yeah. There's no way. No, no, no,
0: no. not at all especially given the way that he presents himself he wouldn't be open to it in the first place so why would i why would i aggravate myself no
1: yeah there are some movies that he has where i again like i said i think there are small things that you could change that would make the movie a a decent movie better this ain't one of them yeah unless the conversation i have with him is dude unless i can <sighs> can I throw some cocaine chicken and Bobby (laughs) Brown in here with a cameo having sex with a ghost? (laughs) Like, can I, can I do that in this movie? If we can do that, all in. But if you want me to try to make this a legitimate film, I'm out. Yeah. I got nothing to give. I have nothing to give to that endeavor.
0: Well, I I know that you're going to, you're going to do other films of his. And one of the problems I've had with the, with the few films that I've seen films, movies is the moralizing Where there's always like some biblical moral. So for his other movies, removing that and then rewriting would make them better. But this one didn't even have that as the center.
1: Yeah, it didn't even have that. Yeah, yeah. That that is the one thing. Most of most of his movies have this religious, conservative religious bent Mm -hmm. to them. Or you know, usually there's some light skinned man (laughs) with the bad hair saving some woman from herself, some damaged woman.
0: Oh, he tried.
1: yeah, I mean, that. There's, there's, this this wasn't as textbook as those have been. Yeah. Um this was which is also makes me I I really feel like he didn't spend no time on this shit. He really just I'm telling you, I I he would never admit to it, but I really believe my my idea that he just heard and bitching was
0: like, <laughs> I'm in. Oh, well, I can curse now. I, Let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he saw Whatever, whatever movie he saw that inspired him, he was like, I don't know what a movie to write, but somewhere he was at, he was at Waffle House somewhere in Atlanta, <laughs> and somebody said, "Can I get an ashtray, bitch?" He was like, "Yes," <laughs> and he walked, he walked right out of that Waffle House, went straight back to the studios, and wrote this in like a day. And like I, I would, I would be, I would believe this whole thing went from idea to movie in 10 days because i know this this filmed in like five so i'm gonna add a day for editing (laughs) if you think you think he films linearly so then they don't even have to go back and reach they don't have to do all that stuff they just they just run it five straight days boom he gets to the end he's like throw some credits on there um get somebody to add a score to this because there's no music for real for real. it's just like score music yeah
0: i noticed that yeah. when i was trying to rewatch today i was like what is this music like it was just it was probably uh the ones you can get online for with no without having to pay rights for somebody as rich as he yep. is he is so fucking cheap he is so cheap.
1: cheap he is not interested in spending money Right. I'm
0: like, dude, you're not living in your car yeah. anymore. You can spend some money.
1: <laughs> he could, but that would. So, so here, here's my conspiracy theory on this. What? This is a good, this is a good place to start to bring it, to bring it home. I have this conspiracy theory. This is, it's kind of a hope too. And this is going to be rooted in Beyonce. So, Beyonce made a lot of music a long time ago that was while it made her famous was extremely vapid right Mm -hmm. anybody could sing those songs there was nothing personable about them there was nothing really interesting about them it's just we liked Beyonce right Mm -hmm. one of the criticisms of her for years is you don't know anything about her she's just a vessel she kind of had that we think she's an empty vessel kind of thing right Rihanna starts out as kind of just an empty vessel that turns into one of the most interesting intriguing people on the planet like Rihanna is Bar none, one of the one of the people I would hang out with if given the opportunity. Her and Ray J, if I could hang out with Rihanna and Ray J <laughs> for like a day, I would be set, right? I think somewhere along the way, Beyonce realizes that Rihanna's taking all the all like she's ta- she's she's getting all the accolade for being herself. And then Beyonce leans into it with her that self-titled surprise album, right? It's very personable. It seems like she's opening up. She then leans a hundred percent into being a human being a personable person and now beyonce could she could make the most artsy album of all time if she wanted to and it would it would probably do well it'd be received well she could actually make art if she wanted to she wanted to make a frank ocean type of album or something like that she could do that right now right like just experiment and you know she could go she could go to india and you know play with a sitar (laughs) for a whole album and it would be received i'm wondering if. If Tyler Perry might end up going that direction at some point, this is my conspiracy theory. Hopefully he'll make that kind of transition where at some point he'll give enough of a fuck about an idea that he'll truly give time, attention and resources to it and make some defining picture that will actually be considered. What? It'll be a surprise. It'll be a departure. Like, what the hell is this? Mm -hmm. We didn't know he could do it i'm hoping that happens
0: where where does okay most conspiracy theories come from somewhere like where where is that it's just hope (laughs) the dream of it's
1: not really conspiracy so it's yes it is it is my it is my my conspiracy theory is more of an optimistic belief Mm -hmm. that what he's trying to do is solidify this conservative religious base and then he's going to bring them along to the rest (sighs) of the to to the to the the talented, the quote unquote talented 10th base and make a movie that ends up being huge. He ends up making like the art house Black Panther movie, like Medicine for Melancholy in Wakanda.
0: <laughs> uh, I can usually buy into someone's dreams, but I just.
1: Listen, I don't think I don't I don't know that he can do it. I'm saying in my mind, this is where I hope this all goes. Because at some point he has to care, right? You can't he can't make these movies forever. I think right. He can. At some point, he's gonna break a finger, break a hand. Somebody gonna have to, to come in <laughs> and help write.
0: He's got right, like money point, right now. He, 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 does. he doesn't have to do shit. He doesn't have to do But he anything. that's
1: the problem. He keeps wanting to write all these movies. So like I wonder if at some point he's like I I read I remember reading an article. Where he's like I kept getting scripts from black people, and I wasn't liking them. They were making them worse. They were blah blah yeah. blah. Like I just wonder, does he have a passion project that he wants to make that he doesn't think he can, that he knows he needs help doing? He can keep making the movies he's making. I mean, but he also said he doesn't want to do Madea anymore, right? So it's like there's no more Medea movies. So the rest of these movies are going to have to be like actual movies. Yeah. So I wonder if there's a movie that, like his own, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, like his own. <laughs> medicine for melancholy that but, his own moonlight his own whatever one of those films that he wants to make you don't he just think that he doesn't have the depth for it but he
0: you don't think he would have done that already because I, I i would i would i would i would give that to just about any filmmaker i can't like like i think seth mcfarlane 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 i think he yeah, has yeah, that mm-hmm. I think that, that yes. ridiculous Agreed. family guy, American dad, uh, that space movie, the space show that I don't see, Ted, is that Ted? That's the one about the teddy bear, right? Yes. All those ridiculous yeah. things aside, I feel like you could sell me on Seth MacFarlane doing that. And I'd be like, I, I, I see that because there's glimpses of it. There's like a bit of like, like, like a, a structured um, ridiculousness that shows up in his work that it takes thought to be this stupid. It takes work to be this ridiculous. I I don't think, I don't, okay, Tyler Perry's whole work ethic, I don't see work ethic at all. There's no work ethic in it. It, 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 It's productivity. I've been manic before. I could write 50 scripts in 24 hours, but they're not going to be good scripts. And I think that there's no work ethic in, there's no, he doesn't like this. I'm going back to that. He don't like this shit. He doesn't He doesn't want to do this. He just makes money at it, so he's just going to keep doing it. I bet you. Here's
1: the one thing. Yeah. He, Seth MacFarlane doesn't own a studio. Yeah. Maybe Tyler Perry, his goal was always to own a studio. He just never said anything because he didn't want people to tell him that's crazy. Yeah. A black man would never do that. Maybe he had a vision and he got there because Oprah's his homie, right? Yeah. He saw what Oprah's able to do. He's like, why don't I do this? I just got to keep doing this stuff to keep, I got to stack my cheddar.
0: I'll I'll give you that because back in the day when, when uh, I think in high school, I came up with something called the Clarence Thomas ladder to success. And what it is is Clarence Thomas started out like this righteous revolutionary dude, I think more or less. And he kept making compromises. Like I just need to get here because I can help more people when I'm here. And then he got there. He's like, well, if I get up here, I can help even more people, but I just need to make some compromises. So he keeps doing that, making these compromises. And then he gets to like the literal top of his field. He is a Supreme Court judge, but he made so many compromises and he's so far from where he started, he forgot. I think, I think Tyler Perry's too far gone. I think he's too far gone because there are, there are certain points in his career where I could say, okay, here, why did I get married? People love that movie. This is where he can start transitioning. Oh, okay, no? Okay, good deeds. This is the first movie that's like kind of serious and it has like a a plot in a a way that that, that people can take seriously. Oh, no, not that? Okay, like I can see like different stops along the way where he could have done that, but he just keeps going. He's the only person that I know who gets worse at something the more he does it. (laughs) Fall from Grace is the last thing he did. No, 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 the oval. It's terrible.
1: Yeah, I could never watch that. I haven't watched that at all. I
0: saw two scenes, and I was like, "Oh no, thank you." He gets—he's—he gets worse. It's like somebody who goes to the gym and, and and lifts weights every single day, eats right, does all the things he's supposed to do, and doesn't gain anything. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting mad. I'm sorry, like <laughs> Tyler Listen, Perry.
1: I—I <laughs> I don't know that he will do it. I—I I would hope that at some point he might. I hope that in his heart, mm. there's no way that there's no way that he can watch his own movies and think that they're that good. This it's impossible. Yeah. Like I just, I, I, it's impossible. He has to know that he's not making top shelf. He knows he's not in the conversation ever about good movies, right? He know he has his own lane. He does. He has a Tyler. He has. I jokingly called the Tyler Perry Cinematic Universe. It exists, mm-hmm. right? That 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 is a thing, mm-hmm. but. Those movies only exist there nobody take nobody ever takes any of those movies outside of them like everything that he does only lives there because nobody nobody cares about it outside of it. I wonder if he ever i i I hope he aspires to be in the conversation one day with love Jones or best man or love and basketball even if, you know however we feel about those individually good or bad, yeah. I would hope that he would want to make a movie. That will outlive him, and that the greatest contribution to Tyler Perry's, you know, success is just that he did it, because right now that's all he has. Yeah, like when it comes to to, to, to critics,
0: I love your optimism. <laughs> I think that where I can I can stand next to you is that I I want him to provide the resources for somebody else to do that. You still get the Oscar because you produced it, but. I want him to put his, all the stuff that he has, the resources, the the connections, the networks, put that into somebody with talent. I want him to get an apprentice. I want him to find some young talent that he's like, okay, I'm going to nurture you to, to follow in my footsteps. But the difference is that that person is actually talented in the ways that he's not. And I want to see, I think that would happen more so than him making that change. He's 40, he's 50 years old.
1: Right, you're right. Yeah, he's he's probably he he probably is too far gone. Yeah, I'm gonna hold out hope, even if I realize that hope is probably a lost cause in and of itself. I want
0: this for you, Panama. I want it for you.
1: Me too. Listen, I do too. I I what's blackness without optimism?
0: Yeah, whiteness.
1: <laughs> all right, well, we can wrap this up here. Um, I appreciate you Thank for you. for having this conversation with me. It's entertaining. It's all kind of. <laughs> You know, there's a lot to unpack here, especially on a movie as bad as this one. Yes. <laughs> your book, where can people find your book?
0: Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. This is a lot more fun than I thought I was going to have <laughs> on a Saturday night uh, in quarantine. My book is everywhere books are sold. Uh, it's uh Barnes & Noble's, Amazon, um, indie bookstores. Um, if you go to com slash books, it's all there, all the places that you can find it, depending on 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 who you want to support. So it's pretty cool.
1: Sounds good. And again, love the book. Thank Proud you. of you. Thank you. New York Times bestseller. I don't have a book. I'm a writer. Like we had the conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm a writer. I feel like I should write a book. Your book helped, helped to inspire me Aww. to want to get back on that train. So thank you for oh, that. Oh, that's
0: the best thing. Thank you.
1: So you know, I, I'm I, I got to get to it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward um, to it. So
1: yeah, so thank you for this. Of course, this was fun, yeah. good conversation, <laughs> made a made a terrible movie entertaining in some ways. Mm-hmm. So you know, I appreciate you. Thank, 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 you. thank you so much.
0: Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right, All right bye, bye people. Have, Have a good one. one. Bye. This,
1: this podcast, podcast has has has